and welcome to Capital Insights, a podcast offered by the WRA to discuss key advocacy issues that are important to property owners in the real estate industry. My name is Tom Larson, Executive Vice President of the WRA. The topic of today's podcast is Homeowners Association. Specifically, we're going to talk about some of the frustrations that property owners and realtors experience with HOAs when buying and selling property. With me today to talk about this topic is Representative Rob Brooks from Sockville, Wisconsin. Rob was first elected to the assembly in 2014. He's been a realtor for over 26 years and is a current member of the WRA. Rob is also a former county board chair. He's a developer, a bar owner, a landlord. He's a jack of all trades and somebody that we at the uh, Realtors Association uh, rely on heavily in uh, the legislature to uh, give a real estate perspective on, on all of our various pieces of uh, the legislation that we often introduce. Since coming to the legislature, Rob has served on the Assembly Housing Committee and has made a 100% voting record on WRA issues. He's also been the author of some of our biggest legislative victories, including uh, over the years, the Homeowners Bill of Rights, landlord tenant reforms, and most recently, the Home Inspector Reform Bill and the Riparian Rights Restoration Bill, which were both signed into law earlier this year. Rob, welcome to today's podcast. Well, thanks, Tom. As always, it's an honor to work with you and Joe and the team. Before uh, talking to you about some of our proposed legislation, let me just take a minute or two to provide our listeners uh, with some background on what a homeowners association is. Uh, homeowners association is a subdivision organization that creates and enforces rules relating to properties within its jurisdiction. In essence, an HOA is a form of private government that generally has the authority to regulate the use of the property and to impose taxes and fees to pay for certain services. If a property is located within an HOA, the property is generally subject to the HOA's regulatory and taxing authority. So with that background, Rob, uh, I, I know you are drafting a bill that would create some, bag, uh, some basic regulatory framework for homeowners associations. Can you share with our listeners why you feel this legislation is necessary? Well, Tom, as you pointed out, you know, I, I've been a realtor for a long time now, and there's a real misunderstanding between both my constituents, my real estate clients, and I, I, the public as a whole, and even, quite frankly, among some realtors, as to the real differences between a homeowners association and a condo association. The condo association, even though we just updated those rules in the last year or so, we're is a heavily regulated thing where homeowners associations are not, but they have a lot of the same authority as you put as far as regulatory authority, regulations on what you can and can't do within your subdivision. And, and they can place fees on you and, you know, take you to court. And they have a lot of the same, you know, basic fundamental rights that a condo association does. But one of the difficult things for us as realtors and for even constituents as a whole is, in our clients is you can't find this information readily at all. You know, and it may be a homeowners association that was created decades ago and the contact information isn't around. 
you know, it may or may not have been recorded. There's just a lot of things. And a lot of these documents that were drafted in the past don't have dispute resolutions. You don't have contact information. There's a ton of problems. So as we've started to dig into this issue, along with your help, we've outlined a number of those. And we have a lot of corrective procedures within the bill to deal with that because we need to provide first and foremost, access to that information, clarity, whether it's enforced or not, and then what's been updated since the original documents were put in place. So there's a number of areas that, you know, we need to improve on, you know, and providing access to that information being number one. Uh, we, we hear a lot about HOAs uh, through our legal hotline, and uh, you've given a good overview as to why the bill is needed. Can you highlight a couple of the provisions uh, in the bill that uh, gives our listeners a, a better uh, context for, for how you're gonna address some of these issues? Yeah, you know, the first and foremost is that we're gonna require the state to come up with a database so that that information is readily available. You know who to contact, you know, because it may, some of these documents like you said may or may not be recorded and you can find them, but the contact information is not up to date. You don't know who to contact. So that's that's the first big item in here is to make sure that the information is current and that there's you know covenants and restrictions out there so that it's clear and crystal clear as to what's being enforced or what's being asked. I can tell you in my own personal experiences with real estate, I pulled up a homeowner's association and they say, you can't have fences, you can't have pools. But then I drive through the neighborhood and there's lots of fences and lots of pools. So obviously those things, either the association is no longer enforcing anything, maybe they're just not doing anything at all. They're not having meetings. So we're also saying that they need to, you know, have an appeals process, dispute resolution, have a negotiating, you know, if you say you want a fence or add on a driveway, that you, that that homeowners association has a process. And if they don't, then the state will, you know, lay out a plan to do that so that there's clarity for homeowners within that subdivision. You know, um, appeals process, a 45-day grace period is included in this bill. So it's a pretty comprehensive bill, but I have to tell you, it's really just common sense, you know, and I, I think it will be a very good bipartisan bill that's going to get a lot of support, you know, because it's really just consumer protection. So I can go into tons of detail on this or as little as you like, you tell me. No, I think that was a great overview. As, as I understand it, the main focus of the bill is uh, transparency and trying to create a fair process, but in no way uh, regulates uh, or over-regulates an HOA. As you know, HOAs are, are governed by uh, written agreements that uh, property owners uh, enter into as part of their you know, uh, freedom to enter into contracts. And I know you that, that in talking to you, that was one of the things that was really important to you, that you didn't want to uh, over-regulate these HOAs. You wanted to create a process that made it uh, uh, easy to determine what uh, authority these HOAs had with respect to uh, regulations and uh, uh, fees. Right, and this bill spells out how much they can charge, similar to what we did in the condo association bill. You know, these homeowners association, you know, it, it, they're made up of homeowners. So they, they don't always have, and very seldom actually have, 
full-time staff or any staff to do this. So, you know, it's important that we lay out some parameters and timeframes to get that information so that when you make that request for those documents, it's not 60 days to get them and holding up a closing. So we lay a lot of that out, but we're very careful, especially in the appeals process and negotiation, not to overstep any existing agreements. So the bill deals with a lot of those things if those agreements are absent, those, you know, things. Uh, well, Rob, you know, the, it sounds like you got the, the policy uh, framed uh, just right, but curious uh, as to what your thoughts are uh, on its chances of passing, uh, given the fact that we have divided government and the further that we get on into session, the harder it is going to be passed legislation. And as part of that, Rob, wondering if, if there is uh, any known opposition or likely opposition to uh, uh, some of the stuff you're proposing in your bill. Yeah, Tom, I'll tell you, while we are in a divided government right now and, and we're, everybody's ramping up for the next election, to me, this is just good common sense consumer protection legislation. You know, once you start talking more government, more regulation, you know, as you pointed out earlier, the hair on my neck starts to stand up, you know, but one of the good things that uh, the realtors have, and, and quite frankly, I've had great success in the building is people know that's how I feel. They know how that's, the realtors are not looking to create more taxes or do any of those things. So I, I think our chances are really good at getting this done this session. You know, if by chance things slow down a lot, you know, maybe it'll roll into next session. But I'm very confident, you know, with your ability and your team's ability to help educate the entire legislature as to why this is needed. It's not more government regulation. This information is out there. It's placing a burden on all of our constituents and it should be readily available. And that's really all we're doing is providing access to that information and asking that it be kept up to date. So I'm, I'm very confident here that we can get this done this session. Rob, thank you for joining us today and for authoring this legislation to end some of the frustrations that realtors and homeowners have uh, relating to uh, the real estate track uh, transaction. No problem. Always a pleasure to work with your team. To our listeners, please remember that advocacy is critically important to your business and to the customers and clients you represent. Your contributions to RPAC, the Realtors Political Action Committee, are critically important to our advocacy efforts because they help us elect people, Republicans and Democrats, who understand and support our issues. People like Rob Brooks, who is one of the biggest all-time champions of WRA issues. Thank you.